Welcome to the Jack Mac Chats podcast. I'm your host. It's Jack Mac. Jack Mac. Jack MC in the house. Yo, how, bruh, bruh. I sound like a rapper's name. How are we doing, guys? How are you doing, listener? How are you doing? No, but seriously, how are you doing? Tell me. Okay, I can't hear you, so you're, po- you're talking to nobody. It's pointless. Uh, I've literally just stole that joke as well from the Bill and Ted 3 trailer. So funny. Kenya Reeves, how are you doing? And then he's saying this to his daughters, and they're like, oh, it's going great. I mean, we're in hell. But how are you doing? You'll have to watch it. You'll have to watch it. So, yeah, welcome to the show. Sorry I haven't been podcasting recently. I've just been so busy with work. I've been making those dollar bills, baby. How? You know, someone's got to put bread on my table. Because I'm not on the social welfare. I'm making money like a big boy. Yeah, I've just been very busy. Uh, I've been mostly busy with... And this is what I'm going to talk to you guys today. My new brand, Rascal Comedy. Um, we had our first live show on Sunday. Woo! I know, I know, okay. And I am delighted to announce it was a hit. People really enjoyed it. Some people said it was the best gig they've ever been to. I was like, that is madness. That can't be true. You've obviously haven't been to enough stand-up gigs for it to be the best gig you've been to. It was wild. I didn't hold back. It was Jack Mack unfiltered. Um, I feel like after six months in quarantine and having no shows, I had a lot of time to reflect on stand-up, on comedy, and I've kind of, yeah, worked on my character. I've worked on my jokes. I've got sharper jokes. I I waffle less. I waffle more on this thing. Um, Yeah, I've got some lovely punchlines in there. I feel like all that work paid off. All that sitting in my room, talking to myself and writing jokes. I mean, I don't even know how to really write jokes. It was kind of like, I think my technique of writing jokes is I write down something that could be funny on my phone. I've got notes that says stand-up and has a little... Ghost emoji and the devil emoji, you know, because I feel like stand-up is is showing your warts and all. And I'll, I'll write down an idea, like, oh, yeah, that's a great... Like, today, I had an idea, right? So I saw an article that China has banned time travel films. Now, this isn't even... New news. This hap- This article was in 2012. They've banned time travel because they think it's offensive to history. People traveling back in time. Marty and Doc going back to meet his dad and have sex with his mother. They find that offensive. They're like, no. That is not the Jedi way. We do not want our people watching that type of stuff. So I had an idea, right? Because why? Right, you're gonna, uh, kids, get out your pen and paper because you're gonna learn some uh, techniques here. I'm joking. Like I'm very early in my stand-up career. You should not be taking notes from me. So yeah, I thought to myself, why would they? Why would the Chinese ban time travel? Right. So the joke goes like this. Right. 
So I just imagine me on stage, right? And I've I've done about maybe four minutes of like brilliant material. So I've got the crowd warmed up, and then I come on and say like, I remember in school I was banned from watching wrestling because the school faculty were afraid I'd reenact it. That explains why in China, time traveling films are banned because the government are afraid they'll create it. I have no idea if that's funny. I think it's funny. Anyway, so the stand-up was brewing for six months. And I came on stage wearing this kind of tartan green and pink suit. And I was wearing Nike runners. Kind of give myself a kind of like... I think my character is like crazy fancy boy flamboyant party animal because I'm bringing the energy I'm even wearing a small bit of eyeliner to give myself the real Jack Sparrow confusion almost looks like I didn't sleep last night yeah I think I'm growing growing well as a, as a comedian you know so it was a hit it was really good and the way the show worked the format was it was a stand-up chat show so i i get up on stage and i talk i introduce it as it is a mix between traditional irish stand-up and the rose of tralee because i like to interrogate and question the acts before they do their material i actually think it works in their favor because the audience then get to know them so when they come on stage you know who that person is you don't have to kind of guess uh is this, oh, who is this person? Oh, uh, do I like them? Do I not like them? You kind of make your mind up in the chat. So my brand new brand it is, it's kind of like a brand, is Rascal Comedy. I always like the name Rascal. There's something about Rascal. Ah, yeah, Rascal, you know. Someone who, oh, he's, he's like a cheeky chappy. He's up to no good, but he's harmless. You know, he's not going to, hurt you he's not gonna break into your house and break your elbows and and rob all your good ties he's not gonna do that this fella's a rascal like he'll probably like steal a few apples from the apple tree uh oh da he'd shake your fist at him like ah you rascal and i actually think comedy is like like should be like that you don't want to go out completely insulting the audience right you don't want to like, you want to dig into the juicy, meaty, controversial stuff, but you don't want to insult them. Comedy is like being on a date. You want to be a bit edgy, but you don't want to be a dick. You don't want to get coffee splashed in your face. You do not want that. For some reason, am I recording? Yes, I am. <laughs> oh my God, imagine if I wasn't. Um, so I decided rascal comedy. I decided I would do... Okay, right. I, I gotta go back. I gotta go back. Right. So, lockdown happened. No comedy. I signed up for a few comedy nights via Zoom. And they were okay. But I did one in particular that was a little bit challenging. It was more of an open mic than a comedy show. And... It was set in London, and I had to do five minutes of comedy 
but the lady said who was running in it oh by the way um you won't actually hear any laughter but you'll see the other acts and if they like your jokes they'll give you jazz hands so i was live streaming my set i didn't even know if it was any good i was just kind of going off like i rehearsed it i was in my room it was actually i think old material that i was practicing and i just talked at a camera for five minutes kind of having a bit of a nervous breakdown as i could see little faces kind of like laughing in silence and giving me jazz hands and i was like right i like the idea of this but can we change the laughter so i had an idea why don't i do my own show you know why don't i give back to the irish people i'll bring this to ireland and we can see what happens so I got a StreamYard subscription, because that's how you stream to Facebook and YouTube, and invited some comedians on, right? So I said, guys, we're going to do the show on Tuesday, you know? I had the idea, why don't we do a minute of material? Like, I think five minutes is too long. One minute, grand. And... It'll be grand then. So I said it to my dad, and my dad was like, hang on, who who do you have on now? What, what comedians? You know, my father is quite a typical male man. Oh, I said, oh yeah, I've got this person and this person. He goes, I don't know these people. Like, you know, I watched Tommy Tiernan. I wouldn't know these fellas. So I was like, right, okay. I had this idea. Why don't we do a, like a little interview? Like maybe a minute they can like introduce themselves and I'll ask them, Something they need to plug. Maybe another podcast. I don't know. Anyway, Tuesday night happens. We get the comedians on. I've got some of the best comedians. I had like Ian Burke. Uh, who else? Jack Horrigan, who was on the podcast last week. Amy Walsh. Great guys. Very funny people. Sorry, you should... Oh, I keep forgetting. Jerry Seinfeld says, Never, ever upsell a comedian terrible comedians terrible people you can it's great to laugh at them and i i didn't know how to work Streamyard. i my idea was just to have my face and their face but i didn't know how to work it and i actually just had everybody's face on it and i said you know what should we just do the chat anyway and see what happens and it kind of turned into a bit of a Graham Norton couch because then all the other comedians w- were reacting to the person I was interviewing, if that makes sense. Does it make sense? So I'd be like, Jack, tell me about your podcast, Safe Topics. And the others would be like, oh, I listened to that one. Oh, it was great. And that's how Rascal Comedy was born. Online originally. And it's, yeah, I think it's been doing quite well. People say it's it's good. I say to the comedians, I encourage you guys to be as noisy as possible because you are the audience. There is no other noise. And I feel like I've kind of re... What's the word I'm looking for? Reinvented the laugh track, like a natural laugh track. Because, you know, laughter is contagious. You need laughter in your comedy. Like, that's the essence of stand-up. So I think that's good. I think it gives the audience, like, space as well to feel comfortable. We're all kind of having a bit of a laugh. 
So the online shows, they're on every Monday at the moment at 8 o'clock. And pl- this is just one big plug. So you can check those out. We had a, our 13th show last week. Last week, last night. It went very well. Very, very, very well. I mean, now the, the show's kind of run now over. They go, they're on about now 40 minutes. Oh, I've just scratched myself and I hit a spot that was really sore. Ah, uh, so then my mate Kyle Phillip was like, Would you be up for doing a live show in the Workman's? I was like, Yeah, of course. So I was spectac- spectacle. I was curious if the whole technique of the chat beforehand would work. But I was confident. I was like, yeah, I think it will work. I'll be interested. Because when you're streaming, you don't hear an audience. You just presume they're there. You can actually see the numbers of people watching. And I got a great warm-up, warm fuck's sake. I got a great lineup, Jack, you idiot. Handpicked a great lineup. Anyway, the day of the show, we got on. I felt like the first interview, everybody was a bit nervous. But then I said to Jack Horrigan, I was like, mate, we need to grab this by the balls. Right? We need to grab this bull by its horns. We need to just attack it. And he came on stage and the comedians were just so much better. They were so much more, I think, relaxed. And yeah, we just attacked it and it it turned into a really good show. It was really, really good. As far as show, shows go, I'm very happy. So, the next show is on October the 11th in the Workman's. I'm still picking the lineup. So, if you live in Dublin, get some tickets. No, I just wanted to touch on that because that's something... The whole Rascals comedy brand is something that I've been doing and I've been putting a lot of effort in, a lot of work into. And... I haven't not I haven't mentioned it on this podcast. Uh it's good to give back. It's good to have other comedians on. It's good to cuz we've got a really strong circuit here in Ireland. Really really strong. We've got like Ireland is one of the funniest countries in the world. I yeah, like I lived in London. They're not as funny as us. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to be honest. They'll probably admit that like we're a lot more loose here. It's, you know, Sherlock. But then I feel like Irish people are quite tragic as way in certain ways. And we have the Catholic Church. There is a sadness in the culture. That's quite funny as well. <laughs> That's funny to laugh at ourselves. I feel like if you don't laugh, guys, you'll cry. I'm, I'm, I'm staring out my window as I'm recording this. And there was a fella who just cycled past... With his hands in his pockets. I swear to God, man. You, you, you better be cycling at, at some fair speed. Because you will. You, you'll fall off that bike. And there'll be no hands in the pockets. It'll just be tears. It'll just be tears. So here's to more to rascals. Um, may, it, may it serve its purpose. I'm channeling Jack Horrigan this week. Because I am so impressed how he just presses play and goes off on one. Like, I usually have little segments and I can usually last about four minutes and then I'm like, oh no, I'm going I'm to run out of things to say. So this is going to be Jack Raw. 
what annoys me about the way I speak is I say, and it, it drives me up the wall. If I ever listen to myself back, I just want to get a knitting needle and just stab myself and the audio in the neck. I hate when I go. So I'll be talking and, uh, see, I can't stand it. I cannot stand it. What is that? It's It sounds like I'm unsure of myself and it is actually so rude because I'm taking up space for somebody else to get in there. And, uh, uh, oh, God, I'm trying to get rid of that. Anytime I, I catch myself doing it, I'm like, bad, bad, Jack, down, boy. I'm trying to get better at speaking, you know. That's why this podcast is good. It's good help. I'm just seeing everybody just cycling today. I'm recording this now at half nine. I mean, it's good for the environment. Cycling, you know. Especially in Dublin. A car would just take so much effort and money. Parking. Traffic. Yeah, it's too much. It's it's way too much. Absolutely. Um, so I'm going to move on now to... Uh, I'm going to talk about films and trailers. I absolutely... I'm obsessed with films since I was very young. The new Batman trailer. The Batman. Have you seen it? Because if you haven't, pause this podcast now. Check it out. It's so funny. Because I watched Justice League about a month ago. Uh, My brother had seen it before. So we were talking. He's a big... Batman fan. Talking to my brother Firker, he again he was also on the podcast. And I said, Ben Affleck's Batman. He's supposed to be fighting crime as Batman for 20 years. Yes, I don't feel like he has the weight of Batman. Sorry, Ben. I'm 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 really honest here. Like that. Maybe that was you, maybe that was the director. The writing, maybe, but I don't feel like your Batman had the weight of a Batman who lost Robin. I felt he was more like a Tony Stark. Batman needs grit. Batman should be the emo kid in the group. He should be in the corner sulking, but he's also very intelligent. And when provoked, he will break your neck. That's Batman, you know. Batman needs to be brooding. He needs to be carrying the weight of his dead parents on his shoulders. And kind of being cradled by an Alfred. I mean, the Justice League had Jeremy Irons. He was brilliant. As Alfred. I liked him. My favourite Alfred of all time. Tommy Chong. In Kevin Smith's Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Oh my god. Such a funny... So uh, Kevin Smith is one of my favourite directors. He even does... His own podcast called Hollywood Babylon. He's a massive stoner as well. So he even sounds like one man. He's like, yeah, man. And in the film, they kind of do a parody of Batman versus Superman. We're bringing it back to Batman. And Batman and Superman, or Bluntman and Chronic, get really stoned. And then, like the Superman parody, Chronic is like, 
Indica, you son of a bitch. And then Tommy Chong, who was the hippie Leo in that 70s show. And I remember thinking, like, this guy is such a funny character, only to realize that Tommy Chong is like this comedy legend. He's 81 right now, but he was massive in the 60s. He had Ch- uh, Cheek and Chong. They used to do these comedy records. I've never listened to them. Probably on YouTube somewhere. But in this, he's Alfred. And he's wearing this, like, butler uniform. You know, the suit and everything. He's got a random pizza box in his hand. And he's smoking a joint. And he's like, hi, man. And then chronic Superman parody's like, oh, I thought when you said... V, you meant verses, but you meant vaping. And Tommy just goes, stoners don't fight, man. That's the type of Alfred I want. I feel like we've got the very, you know, serious Alfreds. Let's get Tommy involved, right? So back to the trailer. Robert Patterson, Tommy Chong. Robert is just brooding. And Tommy's there like, hey, Bruce, man. That's cool, man. The Joker got away, man. It's fine. Chill out. He'll be back. The Joker will rob another bank. It's gonna be okay, man. Okay, maybe maybe not the tone of the film. Back to the trailer. The first part of the trailer starts with tape. Duct tape, just... That's the worst impression of duct tape. And it, yeah, it just, it just, oh, that duct tape just sends shivers down my spine. Ooh, 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 that's, you're making duct tape almost a bit sexual, just stretching it out there. I'd, yeah, I'd say um, it looks amazing. Okay, so I saw the trailer and I love the tone. I love what they're going for. It looks broody as hell. They even have a bit of Nirvana in the background. Uh, something in the way. Oh, 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 God. I'm just touching myself over this podcast. Over, Sorry, over this trailer. On the podcast. I'm touching myself on the podcast to this trailer. Oh, God. Wow. Something in the way. Mm. Emo. Batman is a garage band kid. Batman is such a Nirvana fan. I could see him singing Polly. Polly what a cracker. I think I should get off first. That's Batman there. I'm Batman. Alfred. Alright, okay. Why do you want to kill me? The whole... Birthday cards in the trailer and the writing. Oh, it looks brilliant. So I found out they only have 25% of the film shot before COVID. And it's looking pretty good. So I'm still buzzing from that trailer. Absolutely. Whoa. So last week I was a bit ill. I had a bit of a bladder infection. I was on holidays. A week off from work, and I just got ill after the show. Show was on Sunday. Monday, I was like, oh my god, I feel really... I thought I was hungover. I was like, oh, I feel really tired. 
Uh, oh, I have to keep going to the toilet. This isn't good. Something's wrong. Um, so I said to myself, right, I've obviously got something wrong with my bladder. No coffee. Because I went to a doctor once and he, he, we were talking and he said, if anything ever happens, get away from coffee. Because coffee, if you have a cup of coffee, you're going to pee out that cup of coffee, the amount of co- co- coffee you drank, and another half of that. So coffee's like some type of like abusive, oh, I don't know, I want to say landlord or something. Like He just takes, takes more than what he's worth. Coffee is that friend who gives you that bit of a kick, but then robs your wallet as well. So I've been off coffee, but I've only just realized how dependent I am to coffee. And like, Actually, this is something I should really talk about. I'm, I'm glad you're here, right? Okay, we're going to talk a bit, a, a, bit, a bit about mental health. Is it just me? Or some days I wake up and I am so pessimistic and down and sad. And I feel like there's no point to life I'm a failure. Comedy is... They're not laughing with me. They're laughing at me. It's a joke. I'm a joke of a person. And I'm just like... Oh my God. Like just... There's a little voice in my head that's just telling me that like you're a loser. You you were a loser. You're a loser. People are looking at you. People outside are looking and laughing at you. That's, that's what they say. And do when you're around... And I'll just, I'll, I'll be dragging my way to work. And I'll go, do you know what? I'll get a coffee. I'll walk into Butler's, get a coffee. And that voice that's like, you're nothing. You're a piece of dirt. That's what you are. Turns into like, hey, man. Oh, God. Sorry about that. I was, uh, oh, God. I don't know what happened there. Um, how are you? No, you're a great guy. You're doing really good. Just keep it up. Just keep plowing through. Uh, we're going to have a great day today. And I'm like, What? That's a problem. I think, like, like I need coffee as a crutch. Emotionally. Am I a coffee-holic? If I had to pick, if God came down from the heavens and put a crossbow to my head and was like, Jack, you must pick one. I don't know why God has such a deep voice. I just presume he's so masculine. He's, he's, just, he's just ripped with his, like, A-pack. He's like, boy... Jack, you must pick one for the rest of your life. Are you drinking coffee or alcohol? I'd be like, coffee. Are you, you sure? I mean, alcohol is, is, is better crack. It's, it's good fun. You, you get to go out. You, you numb your head. Uh, you know, you don't always remember what happened. I mean, Irish people can't really flirt without it. No, no, I, I, I've, I've decided it's coffee. Oh right, fair enough. Um, well, I, I guess I'll see you when I when you die. Yeah, yeah, I'll see you when I die. God, um, thanks for this. Don't worry. See you in six months. Um, yeah, it was really tough. I was on my hands and knees begging, begging for some coffee, maybe even a nice espresso, something. 
I didn't start drinking coffee till I was 21. And I was doing a short film in drama school with a great director called Wayne Yip. He directed some Misfits episodes and a few episodes of Doctor Who. Very, very good director, very talented, very quirky, very confident. And we were walking down Chiswick High Road in London and he was like, I want some coffee. So he took me into this place and I just started drinking it. So I was like, oh, I'll have a latte. Bought me a latte. He goes, oh, I'm going to have a espresso. His espresso comes. If you don't know what an espresso is, it's like a shot of coffee. He picks it up and he knocks it back. He's like, right, let's go. And I thought that's how you drank espressos. It was like a, a shot of coffee, like a boom on a night out until... I started working with this Italian girl and she'd used to like sip these espressos and I was like, what are you, what are you doing so, sipping your coffee shot? She's like, no, this is an espresso. You drink it. Uh, you take your time. I was like, oh, maybe Wayne was a coffeeholic too. Maybe I'm not just the only one. So because I was ill, I was also very weak. I just could not do anything, I was just so bed bound, but I wasn't like, no I was okay, Like I, I had energy to walk around, just don't ask me to run, so I finally completed The Last of Us on Playstation, I know The, the Last of Us 2 just came out, I'm 7 years behind, The Last of Us, what a great game, like as zombie games go, it was brilliant. So good, so emotional. I was I was annoyed it wasn't longer. I wanted more about this game. Um, big zombie fan over here. One thing I love about their zombies are... So the whole game, you're kind of sneaking around places. I'm, I'm looking out the window, and this guy is, is crossing the road, walking his dog, but he's giving the pub I live above dirty looks. Look at it. Look at that pub there now. Look at those lads drinking. Are they paying nine euro, are they? How did that snow cut at all? Anyway, so the way the game works, if you're not familiar with The Last of Us, you have to... You've got a small selection of bullets in your guns. You have the option to sneak around in stealth mode as the main character, Joel. He's probably... He's about 55 this man and you can sneak up behind a zombie and strangle them like this guy Joel he is trained I don't know who taught him maybe Pai Mei from Kill Bill but this guy is trained and you come into these areas and you he's got like spider sense so you press R1 and then all of a sudden you can see if there's other bodies in the next room so you can see all these zombies so you do a lot of kind of like sneaking around the zombies and the zombies are kind of walking around in their own world. But what I love about these zombies are they cry. It's like because they've been bitten, they're obviously dead. Like The person in them is dead, but they're still alive. Like Their soul is still trapped. So as you're sneaking around like uh, abandoned subways... All you hear is the zombies like, (laughs) 
It is so freaky. It is it, it, like chilling. Shivers up my spine. Oh, God. Infected. And the way they work is they get infected as well by spores. So it was like a plant that got into the air and got people infected. Zombie apocalypse. But the more they stay infected, the more they have like roots growing out of their faces. So a stage two zombie is called a clicker. And he's got no eyes. He's blind. So he clicks to find out where he is. It's, it's, oh man, it's a very good game. If you haven't played it, you probably get it dead dirt cheap. Go to GameStop, pick it up, give it a play. I'm going to try and play part two soon. Where he plays the little girl, Ellie. Yeah, Ellie, that's right. I'm, I'm obsessed with all those like post-apocalyptic worlds. Fallout. I love Fallout. We've even talked about Fallout. Absolutely love it. So definitely, 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 definitely check that out, guys. I've also, I dabbled in a bit of Fallout 76. It's not as bad as everyone makes it out to be, but it's not as good as it could be. It could be much better. They need a more structure. They need a more story. Yeah, Fallout 76, it was okay. I, I haven't played much of it, so I'll come back and I'll do a review about that. And that is it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening this far. Um, ah, I did it, didn't I? I went, uh, duh. Thank you. Thank you so much. I've got this massive fear that I sometimes I might be boring. It's the type of thing I'd, I'd wake up from. At like 3 o'clock in the morning. Sweats, everything. I'd wake up screaming. <laughs> My housemates could be like, what's wrong? What's wrong? I'm like, I had a nightmare that I was boring. I was on stage. It just... People were bored. I mean, it's not something I can really help. Some people are going to find you boring. That's just life. Some people are going to find you boring when you're fun. They're going to be like, I don't like your level of fun because I'm boring. And by cause I, because I'm boring, I find your fun boring. So there's no winning. So hopefully you were fun and you liked the episode. I think if you made it this far, you obviously get my vibe. So thank you so much. If you want to support the Jack Mac Chats podcast, I've got a Kofi page. And you can buy me a coffee, and I am using all those funds just to help the podcast. Uh, kind of like a business, you know, a little business nest egg. And if you want to check out Rascal Comedy, the online show is every Monday at 8 o'clock. And I have four different comedians come on. Some of Ireland's tremendous funniest comedians. And sometimes I even get them from England as well. I've got... I've got friends, you know. I'm not a loner. Sometimes I trick some of the English to come on. Just to shake things up a bit, you know. I don't like these Irish comedians getting cocky. I'm like, oh, what's this? A girl from London. And they're like, oh, I don't know her. Uh, And they, you know, London comedians, they bring a different vibe. Mix the show up. It mixes the tone. You need a bit. I want to get it. I've only had one American. 
I need to get an American on. More Americans. So that is it. Thank you so much. I will see you in the next episode. Stay safe.